We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The Holy Scriptures give us everything we need to live victoriously. God gave His all for us to do so. Yet we fall far short of the blessings God has for us because we think we have it all together and choose not to acknowledge God. We wake up from a good night's sleep, unaware of what was going on all around us, and neglect to say, Thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning and starting me on my way. Show me what you would have me think, say, and do today. Shame on us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. When we choose to walk uprightly, God releases indescribable blessings upon you and I. When Listen, God will bless you in indescribable ways when you choose to live right and, and be just and fair and moral and holy because you are God's representative on earth. Number two. How does God bless those who walk uprightly? Uh, number two, the Lord will pour down his blessings and our land will yield beautiful crops. That's what he'll do. The Lord will pour down his blessings and our land will yield what kind of crops? Beautiful crops. Psalms 85, 12 says, yes, the Lord pours down his blessings. Our land will yield its bountiful crops. I want to say something. God blesses the land and crops of those who are faithful to him. He will. He will. He will bless the crops of those who are faithful to him. However, when a nation turns in rebellion against God, he judges the land by causing our crops to fail through droughts, infestation. He'll cause insects to to eat up the good fruit. He sends late freezes to knock off the blooms so that the crop will fail. In other words, there's judgments when we rebel. You take, you don't want prayer in the school. You don't want the Ten Commandments on walls. You don't want nativity scenes. Uh, you don't, you don't want people saying Merry Christmas and or you, you rather have happy holidays than Merry, all, God says, all right. I'll cause drought and famine. I'll send a Katrina. I'll send a Ike. I'll flood your lands. I'll cause snow comes and snow to come in record numbers that'll cause your roof to fall in. I'll cause mudslides. And you know the bad thing about it is God can be moving in these disasters and Christian folk, I don't expect the world, but Christian folk can't even make the connection. Well, can't even make the connection. And what I'm telling you today is that we better get right with God and turn from our wicked ways because God knows how to dry up our crops. He knows how to shut up heaven and not let it rain till the ground cracks open. Food prices rise and everybody be hurt in their pocket. You see, number three, 
you will live safely in the land and prosper and he will give you your heart's desire. Now that's a big one. When you live righteously upright before God, you will live safely in the land and prosper and he will give you your what? The, the desires of your hearts or your heart's desire, depending on what translation you are reading. Psalms 37, 3, 4 says, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. Be it known to you, my friends, the Lord will prosper and keep you safe even in the midst of bailouts and a failed economy when you trust in the Lord and do good. God is not uh, depressed and not all worried and bent out of shape over the economy. Just because judgment comes to America doesn't mean judgment has to come to you. Did you hear that big statement? God can judge America and not judge you. God can do what, now that's powerful. He can do whatever he wants to. You say, what, where that in scripture? Well, I'm glad you ask. I tell you, remember old, old man Pharaoh on that throne? Moses went up saying, let my people go. He kept hardening his heart, kept hardening his heart. And all of a sudden he said, okay, you want to play hardball? I'm going to harden your heart. And then God starts slamming plagues every which way. Lice and frogs, frogs on the stove, frog under the cover, frogs in, frogs in your clothes, frogs jumping out of your chest, out of the neck, frogs, you walking and you stepping on frogs. Lice everywhere, lice biting, lice in your dogs, lice all in the head of the children. I mean, locusts come and eat up the land and eat up everything. And all these plagues after plagues after plagues and, and, and all of Egypt was suffering, but down in Goshen. God put a protective covering over the children of Israel and protected her while judgment was raging all around. While the frogs were all over Egypt, no frogs in Goshen. Darkness was all over Egypt, no darkness in Goshen. Lice was all over Egypt, no lice in, in Goshen. Water turning to blood all over Egypt, but down in Goshen, they had clean drinking water. Let me tell you something. God can keep you in the midst of judgment when you live right and righteously upright to the glory of God. God can bless you while your next door neighbor is under judgment. Oh, God help me. Uh, number four, your goodness put your enemies to shame. Your goodness, that's why whatsoever is good, your goodness puts your enemies to shame. Psalms 86, 17, show me a sign for good that those who hate me, you have anybody hate you? Now, now, if you don't have anybody hate you, that says something about your testimony. The Bible says, woe be unto you when all men speak well of you. And I'm telling you something, you got some folk who hate you, you just don't know they hate you. Well, yeah, you just don't know they hate you. Uh, it says, show me a sign for good that those who hate me may see it and be ashamed because you, oh Lord, have helped me and comforted me. I have folk who hate me. I'm not a love man all over the town, all over the, well, all the places I preach. And that's okay. I preach some places and don't get invited back. That's fine. I shake the dust and move on. Amen. I got a church I can preach at. 
Amen. I, I got some stories I can tell. But I'm going to preach the truth. If folk don't like it, then that's their problem. I'm the messenger. If you got a problem, you call up the person who gave me the mail. Your goodness put your enemies to shame. In other words, God confounds and destroys the strategies, the strategies the enemy devises against us, putting them to shame while providing us help and comfort by turning their evil to our good. Did you see that? That's big. That is really, really big. He confounds and destroys the strategy of the enemy, the enemy's devices against us, putting them to shame while providing us help and comfort by turning their evil to our good. Sometimes they think they hurt you and they end up when all is said and done, you've got a wellspring of blessings out of what they tried to do. Have anybody ever did some, some harm to you? And when all was said and done, you looked around and found out how blessed you were in spite of what they did. You ever had, oh, let me tell you, though, you know, I, he said, I, the, the summer says, he, 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 protect, he prepares a table before me right in the presence of my enemies. And they try to get you, but they can't get you like they really want to get you because the Lord won't let them get you. And turn. that's what happened with, with Israel when Balaam was, uh, was trying to curse Israel. God ran interference on those curses and those curses were turned to blessings. And Israel didn't even realize what was happening in high places. Let me tell you something. If God were to show you what folk were trying to do to you that you had no knowledge of, you would faint. There have been some strategies designed against you by people you wouldn't believe. And God kept you ignorant for your own sanity's sake. And he took care of you even though you're ignorant. God had your back. Woo! Isn't it good to know when God's got your back? Even when you're not aware of what folk trying to do to you, God is saying, <laughs> I'm watching. He zoom interference and knockout blow and you over there singing and whistling all over the place unawares of people who are trying to do you in when you mess with God's people you mess with God that's right you mess with God Uh, number five God redeems us from death and surrounds us with love and tender mercies that's what he does to the upright God redeems us from death and surrounds us with love and tender mercies Psalms 103, verse 4 says, Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Beloved, if it were not for God's loving kindness and tender mercies, we would have been destroyed a long time ago. We would have been left back in who knows what year if it wasn't for the loving kindness and the tender mercies of God upon our lives. He redeems us. Uh, from death and surround us with love and tender mercies. Uh, number six, he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. That's what he does when you walk righteously before the Lord. Psalms 102, 103, Psalms 103 verses two and three says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Your benefits are their blessings. Who forgives all your iniquities. You know what iniquities are? That's your sins. Who heals all your diseases? Now I got some news for you. God commands us to bless, God commands us to bless the Lord with all our inner being. 
bless the Lord, oh, oh my soul, is, is asking God to, we, we're blessing him rather with all of our inner being and forget not his benefits because he forgives all our sins that we confess and repent in contrition. Now, he don't forgive all your sins if you don't humbly confess, acknowledge in deep contrition and humility. I mean, you, you, you're about to get a God-sized whipping. Those sins that you identify and put on the blood of Jesus, repent and turn from, those are the sins that God forgives. Another thing I'd like to, I'd like to say as a relation to this verse, in the sovereignty of God, he either heals immediately Sometimes it's delayed as he works his divine purpose in our lives. However, all saints will ultimately be healed when we exchange our decaying, corruptible bodies for our glorified, incorruptible bodies. Amen. Have you ever asked God for healing? And every time you ask God for healing, you got healed right now? No, that didn't happen like that right now. You'd be lying. But then there are times God does that. And there are other times when God delays because it's a process. It's a process because he's working out a plan in your life. If he gave you everything instantly, you would be a spoiled brat. So sometimes he he, he, he allows you to be processed and he's going to work it out and make it right. Sometimes two years, five, ten, sometimes right now. But he's not going to do everything Instantly for us because he wants us to be a processed people. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? And um, God delivered me for people who say, well, you're never supposed to get sick. Well, you lying. You have had a cold. You have had the flu. You've had something happen to you. And all these never get sick people. Well, well, you got to understand. We are in a sin cursed world. Before the fall of Adam and Eve. No one ever got sick. Everything was perfectly healthy. The bees didn't sing. The dogs didn't bite. Amen. Uh, and the mosquitoes didn't bite. None of that happened. Nobody caught colds, flu, no vaccines, no polio, no cancer, no arthritis, no migraine headaches. Can you imagine that? None of that before the fall. But when Adam and Eve rebelliously sinned against God and partook off the forbidden tree, he said, you should surely die. Which means that at that point, when they disobeyed, the decaying process set in and they began to start dying. And then they became subject to disease, subject to bites of mosquitoes and pit bulls and all of this kind of stuff because of what? Sin. The decaying process, you know, your immune system began to break down and things began to happen to you that would not have happened before the fall. And the mere fact that we are decay, we're going to decay, our body's going to decay until it goes all the way back to the dust of the ground. My goodness. So, so get off of that. There will be time of illnesses, but in the midst of, we got to realize sometimes God says yes, no, and wait. Sometimes there's instant healing. Sometimes there's delayed healing as he works out his, out his plan in our lives. I mean, sometimes God let us linger a little bit because he's trying to get that son right, that daughter right, that husband right. Sometimes he lingers in the healing because he's trying to get you closer. Because if he heal you too soon, you're going to rise up in pride and go on about your business and forget that you were healed. He knows your tendencies. He knows what you're going to do before you do it. 
And so he delays the process because he's trying to get maximum performance out of you to the glory of Almighty God. Why don't you say amen? You see, but all of us one day, all who are saints, we're going to be ultimately healed and we're going to exchange this corruptible body for a what kind of body? An incorruptible body. We're going to take off this body and we're going to put on an incorruptible body, a body likened to the Lord Jesus Christ, a body that will have no more pain, a body that can move through walls. A body that's not limited to space and time. Won't have to worry about oil prices because, listen, walking won't make you tired. God Almighty, you understand what I'm saying? No more aches, no more dentists, no more surgery, no more eye this, no more heart blood pressure, heart disease, no more none of this. A glorified body, but not in this sin-cursed world. Number seven, are y'all hanging with me? I'm getting happy. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalms 147.3 says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Wow. Look, everybody here with the Bible, turn to Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1, 2, and 3. Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1, 2, and 3. And then we'll be done with this message. When you find it, say amen. Isaiah 61, 1, 2, and 3 says, The Spirit of the Lord, God, is upon me. It is a wonderful thing when the Holy Ghost happened. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. And the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion. I love this. To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You say, what is all that saying? I'll tell you as I close. Our Lord desires to heal your broken heart. Some of you under my voice, if the truth be known, maybe your husband, one person, a person you were previously engaged to, married to, or perhaps it's your child, a longtime friend, a roommate, sorrow, frat brother, I don't know, neighbor, whomever. Somebody along the way have broken your hearts, you see. And the real question is, do you want to be made whole or do you choose to live in misery? You, misery is a choice. You can choose to be misery because you want to be miserable. He doesn't want you to bring the old baggage of 2008 why don't you surrender your hurts? Some of you here, you've been hurt by a relative. I mean, hurt deeply. Could be a sibling. Could be a parent. Could be a child. Some of you have been wounded, and you've been wounded so deeply. If the truth be known, some of you have been angry too long. 
When you gonna let it go? Anger gives you ulcers. It raises your blood pressure. It destroys your physical body. Some of you, jealousy is raging in you. And others of you, you've been bitter as, as some kind of ill treatment, injustice. When are you going to let it go? Why are you holding on something to your own detriment and the detriment of those you love most? Some of you can't let go of personal faith. Maybe it's a marriage, a relationship. Maybe it's a test that you couldn't pass. Maybe it's a goal you couldn't reach. And it's, it has your bound. Some of you, you're full of revenge. You're trying to get back at somebody who hurt you. But the question is, who made you judge? Who authorized you to get eaten? That is completely foreign to scripture. I'm talking to somebody in here, you're in pain. You had lost words. You are emotionally distraught. As a matter of fact, you're here today with nothing to give because you are emotionally spit. The Bible says, come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. I know how much you can bear. I know your hurts and your wounds. And the others of you, it's, it's not emotional pain, but you're in physical pain. You're hurting. You're hurting in the middle of the night. You're taking medicine. You're going from doctor to doctor, and you have to bear with it because life goes on. And folks see you smiling. They see you dressed up. And you look good hourly, but they don't see the pain. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't feel that pain physically that you are in. And it's something you have to live with until God delivers. Others of you need to be delivered from addictions. Some of you under my voice, you've had, you had too much alcohol. In the name of Christian freedom and liberty, you've become a drunkard. Or you're, you're leading your children that way. And God's going to challenge that to your account. Maybe your grandchild, whomever. Other of you is gambling God's money away. Other of you is addiction of pornography. And pornography has a grip. And every time you try to break that thing, it, 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 it comes back to haunt you. Others of you is the iPods. An addiction to the internet and the television. Some of you go to bed with it. You wake up with it. In the middle of the night, you cut it off. You're scared of solitude because you're afraid you're going to hear God. So you keep the noise factor in your life and you live in misery instead of listening to the God who can put salve on your wounds. Addictions. Some of you are addicted to gossiping and backbiting. Some of you is your own pride to the point that nobody can correct you because you're not teachable. And who knows what you'll do if they point out some flaw. 
Why don't you allow Jesus to exchange your bondage for freedom and he will turn your heaviness. There are some of you in here now, your heart is heavy and weighed down by the troubles of this world. And the Lord will turn, as that pastor says in Isaiah 61, he will turn your heaviness into praise and give you beauty for ashes. Only the Lord is able to take the ashes. You know what ashes is. Once the ruins have come down, only the Lord is able to take the ashes, the ruins, and the residue of what has been destroyed in your life and transform it into something beautiful for you. But the real question is, again, I ask you, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be released, liberated, emancipated to the glory of God? God, right now, in this building, at this moment, can be your God moment, and he, by the power of his might, can restore what the locusts have eaten. He can do what your degree can't do. He can do what your job can't do. He can do what your mom and daddy can't do. He can do what your best friend can't do. God can transform the ruins, the ashes, and the residue and make something beautiful exclusively for you. But it won't be done until you're willing to receive God on his terms. Not your terms, his terms. The Bible says, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And God is calling you to him today. Will you let him have his way? And all God's children said, God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches him by surprise. He is always ready, willing and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee, because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.